0: God we appreciate the worship team today preparing and being ready and leading us in worship today. Amen. On that note, um, next Sunday will be uh, Sister Melissa's last Sunday with us. She's uh, sick today. She was unable to be here, but uh, next Sunday will be her last Sunday with us. And so I know that she has been a blessing to all of you in these last two years that she's been here. And uh, just encourage you to um, uh, maybe bring a card, bring a love offering, bring something, and just let her know on next Sunday how much we love and appreciate her and Walt and Judah. Amen? Praise God. <clears throat> also, um, as uh, she uh, makes her departure, Anthony is going to be uh, leading worship, and Anthony and Sarah will be taking that on. And. Uh, be the leader. Everything has to have a head, right? And uh, Anthony will be doing that, but they'll be doing it as a team. And so uh, we have a team set into place, and Jonathan will be, uh, Jonathan Fisher will be taking care of the musicians, and and, uh, Anthony will be the head leader, and also over the vocals, and then Uh, Mandy will be uh, taking care of uh, the pastoral part of that, and then also Jason will be in the uh, sound and the lighting and and taking care of that as he has been. And so that's how we're going to be rolling here into the future, and uh, I believe that God's going to bless it, right? Amen. Amen. And so we just, um, I know that Sister Melissa isn't here today, but I can tell you uh, if she's here or not here that I appreciate Uh, the investment that she's made this last two years in our team and uh, she uh, and I agree that they're ready to move forward and so we're grateful for that praise God amen today I just want to share with you for a little bit thank you for being in the house of God today Uh, I know that it's cold but uh, it's December in West Virginia so what do you expect right Uh, that's what uh, how we uh, know that it's uh, Going to be colds because of where we are regionally and geographically. And uh, I forget, mom's telling uh, somebody the other day, she said, uh, I don't even know who she's talking to, but she said uh, something to the effect that uh, CT was Matthews, was my father, but I wasn't like him in that he never canceled church. <clears throat> Said even in the times whenever their uh people couldn't get out, Dad would go to the church just to make sure nobody showed up. Uh and so uh <laughs> but at any rate, uh we expect it to be cold, we expect snow, right? And uh I promise you there won't be very many people call off of work on come Monday or Tuesday, whatever the case is. And I understand it, ain't, it isn't a testament to our faith or anything like that. Folks get older and that kind of thing and got to use wisdom, right? But, uh, you know, sometimes we just got to prioritize it. You'll hear me say some things over the next few weeks, and it may sound uh, that it's just uh, repetitive, but I wanted to get it in your spirit because I believe, uh, you know, the church used to own Sunday. They used to own Sunday. Uh, people knew there was no use of opening your business because people weren't going to come. They were going to go to church, right? Anybody remember that? And uh, we, we've, we've uh, lost that. We've, um, we've given that up. We've, uh, you know, used to be that we had in service all day long. Does anybody remember three, four-hour services? Amen. And uh, now we can't, you know, we got to promise people we'll have them out in an hour. Folks don't want to come. <laughs> uh, and all of that. But but we've got, there's some things that we've got to recapture. There's some things that we have to get a hold of. We've got to prioritize. And I'm not against anybody. I, I'm not against anybody else. I'm not throwing any stones at anyone else and and however they want to do church uh we're all on the same team amen but i just believe there has to be a church there has to be churches in the body where you can experience the power of god where that you can experience the manifest presence of god the tangible anointing of god that is able to change and transform hearts and lives amen and so, just that—that's that, where I'm headed. That's where I'm headed. That's what I'm believing God to do and to impose upon this region a a place where that the manifest presence of God, the tangible and I know everybody's not going to like that. I know there's been a lot of folks that have come here, and and we've seen them come and we've seen them go as as it pertains to um, that they did not like uh, the aggressiveness of the spirit the moving of the spirit as long as as long as we was doing something nice and fluffy they would hang around but whenever the power of god would manifest they would go and i'm not against them folks either but i pray they find them a lodging place in the house of god amen But for me, I was born in the power. For me, I was born in the fire. For me, for me to exist and to dwell, I must have his presence and his power in my life. Amen. And so that's what I desire. That's what I long for. And I believe that God wants his kingdom to be advanced in such a way. Amen. And so today I want to share with you just a few moments. Uh, in the word of God out of Psalms chapter 56 verses 9 and 10. Psalms chapter 56 verse 9 and verse 10. He says there, when I cry out to you, then my enemies will turn back. This I know because God is for me. In God will I praise his word, and in the Lord will I praise his word. Amen. Amen. I want to look in on, focus in on that verse 10 this morning, that in God will I praise his word, and in the Lord will I praise his word. Amen? I want to talk to you today about releasing the roar. It's important to understand that our greatest expression of praise is not the clapping of the hands, it's not the lifting of the hands, it's not the dance, it's not even the shout. It's it's not even as much as I would love to be able to play these musical instruments. It is not the musical instrument. The most powerful pr- word the most powerful praise that we can give is the human voice. The human voice. And the human voice as, as it is, is what God has given all of us that we can praise him. Not everyone is talented to play uh, the, the, the guitar like Anthony or the drums like Jake or uh, the, the bass like like our brother today uh, played the, the bass. We we, we, we we aren't all talented in that way, but we all have a voice where that we can lift up our voice and we can bless the Lord. And whenever we lift up our voice, the greatest voice that we can give is not even a song, but it is his word. It is the profession or the proclamation of the word of God that when we release it, it is the greatest thing we can do to praise God is to speak his word. When we say things like I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm praising the Lord when I say my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus my Lord I am releasing a praise unto the Lord amen and I, I, I as believers we know that it is difficult to pray without knowing the word of God how many of you say amen it is also, is equally as hard to be able to praise God without knowing his word. When you don't know his word, then you cannot praise him adequately. But when we know his word and his word is true, and then we hear his word, then we can praise him for his word. I'll even go on to say this, that it is, it is important that we we uh, give voice to what we're singing about, what we're preaching about. What I mean by that is this, that we sung here today uh, for an example that God is our healer, right? That he is the one that supplies all of our needs. And if we as a group of body of believers come together and sing that song he is our healer and, and, and an unbeliever is in the house and we don't put an amen on that, we don't say yes to that, then the, uh, to the unbeliever it suggests that we don't even believe that God is our healer. When we hear the word of the Lord and the word of the Lord is coming forth and, and we don't put an amen or a yes to the word and the unbeliever sets in a house where it is full of Christians that do not put an agreement with the word. It suggests to them that that word cannot be true. It must not be so. So it is more than us just being in an environment or in a culture where that there is a lot of hype. I know I've I've lived in the church for 50 years. I know all about the church and I know and I and I've I've been of quite a bit of places and I've seen some crazy stuff. Amen. I've seen some you know goofy stuff. I've seen some crazy people. Uh, but I, I you know and they used to say well it's a lot of hype or emotionalism, right? Anybody remember that? When there's a lot of hype and emotionalism, but we don't have to worry about that no more. Amen. Somebody told me one time, they said, well, it it looks to me like there's a lot of hype, a lot of emotionalism. I told them it's easier to tame a wild horse than to resurrect a dead one. Amen. You can tame a a wild horse, but it's hard to resurrect a dead one. And what I'm trying to say is this, that we have to put a yes to the word of God. We have to say yes to his word. We have to put an amen on the song that we're singing. So that those that are not yet believers, when they come into the house of God and they hear songs like you are my healer, they believe that we believe it. And whenever we speak the word of the Lord, that there is a amen to the word of God, not so that we think that it's hyper or super spiritual, but so that others will know that we agree with the word of God. Amen. And so it's true that if you do not know the word, it's hard to pray. You can only pray shallow prayers when you don't know what belongs to you. If you don't know that healing is for you, it's hard to pray with faith that God will heal your body. If, it is, if, it is, uh, if you're in a financial situation and you don't know that it's God's will for you to be blessed, then it's hard for you to by faith lay hold of that in prayer and believe God for something supernatural to take place. But when you know the word of God, when you know the promises of God that are yes and amen to his word, we say in faith and then with confidence we pray those prayers and believe God to do the work in our life so it is with our worship when we know his word it's easy for us to worship him because we know that the word is true if it's in song or in the preach word or in a testimony whatever it is we can worship God freely because we know the word and we know that it is true amen so what is the word you may say well what is the word well we all know the word is in different forms right The word of God is, in written form, is the Bible. But the Bible is not the word of God. Jesus is the word. But the Bible is written about the word, right? Amen. And so, if we want to be able to worship him deeper... And to, we've got to know him more intimately. We have to have a revelation of who he is. The Bible is a revelation of who he has been, who he is, and who he will be. Right? But when we give that revelation, that personal revelation of who he is, amen, it begins to burn in us. And it begins to cause us to be able to pray more fervently and also worship more passionately. Amen. I wish, I wish we could find the passion of church gone by. Amen. I wish we could because, you know, I know that there's something about it. There's something about it when there's a spirit of expectancy and anticipation that God is going to meet with his people. And I don't want to sound too old and reminiscent, but I I remember the days whenever in the middle of January in northern Ohio, we'd always have a month revival. And the the snow would be three foot high. It would be blue blazing cold. But I want to tell you, Brother Gary, the church was packed. I mean, packed because people had a passion for God. They had a passion for the, to hear his word. They had a desire to see their family saved. There was something that burned on the inside of them that they believed the word of God and that anything was possible. Amen. Amen. And so we need that to return. We need an igniting of the power of praise in our hearts. Jesus so often was referred to as the lion of the tribe of Judah. Judah means praise. He is the lion of praise. Amen. Out of all the animals, the lion roar is the loudest and the longest. Amen. When we were down in Africa, in Zambia, we went to a place and they had some lions there and I uh, asked the, the man, I said, does, does this lion, does he ever roar? And he said, oh yeah, he roars every morning. I said, do you hear him? He said, yes, I hear him. He said, I said, where do you live? He said, I live about three miles down in, a, in the village. But he hears that roar of that lion every morning. It is a loud roar. Amen. First of all, it is significant and it tells us that our praise needs to be um, more than just a monotone, but our praise needs to roar. Amen. Our praise needs to echo. Our praise needs to be something that is lively. And whenever we begin to praise him and worship him in spirit and in truth, we are going to praise him, not from a monotone, but from a shout from our heart. Praise God. It's something that must be heard. In John 7 and 38 says, he that believeth on me as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water amen praise must come from the depths of our spirit it must come from the innermost parts of our being that we give him the glory we give him the praise we give him the honor that is due unto his name and it is not merely from our lips but it comes out of our heart out of our soul out of our spirit and we rejoice and we do it with gladness and we do it with joy and we do it loudly loudly Amen. Some people say, well, you have to be loud. No, you get to. Amen. Everyone likes to be loud at football games. Amen. Everyone likes to be loud at the party. Huh? The only place we want to whisper is at church. Amen. Amen. But hey, God gave you that voice to enjoy at the party, to enjoy at the football game. But he gave it to you to praise his name in his house. And to give him glory and to give him honor. Amen. Amen. A healthy river flows in every season. Even under three or four inches, six inches of ice. Underneath there is a current. Underneath there is a flow. And you see, to be a healthy church, there has to be a flow. There has to be a current. If it's just, and and there ought to be something that pulls on you. If there's not something that current, if there's not something pulling, then you're just stagnant. You're not in a river. You're not in a flow. You're just in a pond. And a pond gets stagnant and Stale. And so there has to be a flow to this thing. And if there's a flow in it, then it will never cease. It is a healthy person spiritually, a healthy church, or a healthy river. Always, constantly, consistently is flowing in every season. Amen. In every season, a healthy believer will learn how to worship God amen it's not always going to be easy it's not always going to be about how you feel it's not always going to be about the circumstances that are around you but you learn how to flow in every season amen Amen. through sunshine pain winter or rain you just learn how to bless god because he is worthy of your praise because he's god all by himself you give him the glory why because that's what what you are created for is to bless him and worship his name. You believe it, give him praise right here today. If the flow of the river slows down or stops, the water becomes stale and stagnant, and the river gets unhealthy. A healthy river flows in every season. Therefore, you've got to praise God to stay healthy. Spiritually. Amen. Through the bad times, through the good times, through the highs and through the lows. Praise him in every season. Must praise him at all times. Be consistent in your walk with God. Amen. I talked about this the other week. But be consistent in your walk with God. Don't allow the highs to become so high that you, you, you know, some people, whenever they, they, they have a real experience with God and it takes them to a high place in God, then they begin to come down from that and they begin to even some people get depressed. Some people feel like they've lost out with God. You haven't lost nothing with God. You're just in a different season. Amen. God's still God. He's still on his throne. He's still everything he's always been. But the season has changed. But God hasn't changed. Right. And so sometimes, you know, we can shout and we can rejoice on one Sunday. But the next Sunday, we don't feel like we can praise God or worship God because of the situation or the circumstances change. But we've got to be balanced in this thing. And praise him at all times. Worship him at all times. Because he is worthy. Amen. Because he is God. Now let's talk about a little more about this roar of the lion. This roar has four distinct purposes. The lion's roar has four distinct purposes. Every animal which hears The lion's roar immediately is warned that they are within the lion's territory. The lion's roar lets them know that they are in, if you will, trespassing in forbidden territory, the place in which his domain, his dominion is. And when we praise the Lord, our praise war, warns the intruders and the, warns those who have come, the, the, the spirits of the enemy that have come against us. That roar is a sound of dominion that protects us from the works of the enemy. It's a sound that alarms the warning that you are trespassing on God's territory. That this is where I have been called and this is the anointing for what God has placed upon my life. And so it is forbidden territory, our praise. When it is released, it lets the enemy know that we are going to stand our ground. And we're not going to relinquish the territory that God has given us. Amen. That territory can be your relationship with God that territory can be over your family over your children it can be over your workplace amen when we praise it should be a regular sound that is released from our lives so that the adversary knows you are coming and trespassing on territory that belongs to a child of God amen amen Secondly, the lion's roar startles his prey before he takes it down. This kind of roar usually takes place when their lions are hunting in a group, and the roar startles that prey that it is trying to get and confuses their prey, and they begin to make mistakes. Which causes it easy for the lions to grab hold of their prey. I also read where that they say that the old lions are the ones that roar the loudest. Because when they roar, their roar is loud, it is strong. But what the prey doesn't know is it's already lost its teeth. Amen. Amen. But their prey does not know that. So they run from the roar and they go right into the young lions, which are strong, which have sharp teeth, which are fast. And they can capture the prey quickly and suddenly because it is confused. I want to say to you today that we never get too old to praise God. Amen when we've walked with him a long time our shout should be just a little stronger Amen our praise should be just a little longer because we know we're not praising God on faith We are praising God because we know what he's already done and what he's already done for us And we give God our praise we give him our worship and we glorify him and we confuse our enemy praise God You see many times when we get into difficulty and get into trouble we shut our mouth and we become silent but it's no time to be silent it's time to open our mouth and to give God a roar give him a praise because our enemy is about to be captured he said let God arise and let your enemies be scattered as wax melts before the fire so let the wicked perish in the presence of our God Today, I'm telling you that your roar can silence your enemy. Amen. Amen. The roar causes the prey to make mistakes and it's easy for the prey to be captured and devoured. What is prey? Prey is the lion's food. It is what the lion feeds upon. It sustains his life. Quite simply, pray is provision. Amen? Pray is provision. So when we praise, it startles our prey and causes provision to be released. I'm gonna say that again. When we praise, it startles our prey. And causes provision to be released into our lives. Many of us have needs. You need provision. But I have a question for you today. Have you tried praising God? Because our praise is what releases the provision into our life. It isn't just at church that we do this. It is a way of life. Amen, that we praise him through the fruit of our lips. We praise him all the days of our life. We praise him. David said, I praised him upon my bed. I praised him in the morning. I praised him in the noon. I praised him as the sun goes down. There was praise on his lips. And we have to learn how to be people, not that just comes to praise, but we are praise. So that when we come to the house of the Lord, we corporately come together to be united in our roar. And that's the third thing that happens. Thirdly, the lion's roar reunites the pride. It's roar. is called a rallying call. It is a united call. So that our, so is our praise when we come together and we praise. We, we hear the sound of a rallying call. That's what worship's all about. Where that we come together and we say we're here as one. We're here for one purpose, one goal, one reason. We're rallying it. We're forgetting our agendas. We're forgetting what we like and dislike. We're just here as a united body of believers to lift up the name of Jesus, to glorify him, to give him honor, to give him praise. And so when we come to the house of the Lord and we begin to sing and we begin to worship, it isn't so we can wait for everybody to get here. It's not so that we can have a little bit of extra time on the beginning of the service before the preaching of the word. No, the worship as I told you before, is more powerful to God than the word. The word is for us, but worship is for Him. It's the only thing he gets out of our services. And so when we begin to worship, it it brings us from all different circumstances. Some of you have the, maybe perhaps had the worst week of the year this past week. Some of you are tired. Some of you may have gone through some things or got news this week that you you wasn't expecting or wasn't even looking forward to. But somebody else had the best week of the year. Someone else had the best time of your life life and so we come together corporately bringing the good and the bad bringing our hurts and bringing our pains as well as our joy and our victories and we come together and we begin to praise him corporately and we begin to unite our rally call of worship to his name and his presence begins to fill this house and lives are transformed in the power of his presence (laughs) amen Worship is a rally call where that we come in one mind, one voice, one heart, one accord, one spirit, and we praise in a rally of unity. The fourth purpose that we have for the lion's roar is the most significant because it declares dominion. A lion's roar, as I told you, the man that I asked about it in Africa, he said he lived three miles away and could hear the roar, but it is said that a lion's roar can be heard up to five miles away. Isn't that amazing? I asked the man, can you describe the lion's roar to me? He said, it's undescribable." He said, It'll cause, He said I've heard it all my life and it still causes the hair to stand up on my neck every morning. The roar is so strong and so amazing that it can be heard five miles away. You've heard it said that the lion is the king of the jungle. But it's also important to understand that he's not the biggest. He's not the strongest animal in the jungle. He's not the fastest in the jungle. He he doesn't have the strongest teeth or the sharpest teeth. He, He doesn't have the greatest claws in the jungle. So why do they call him the king of the jungle? Simply because of his roar. No other animal in the jungle has a roar like the lion. All other animals can hear it. And they even hear it at a distance. And they understand that if they can hear it, that they are in the realm or the dominion of the lion, the king of the jungle. And so... When I was reading this, what it simply said to me is that if you want to increase your territory, increase increase your dominion, it is to increase your roar, increase your praise, increase your worship, amen? Because it is it, you cannot increase your dominion with a wimpy prayer. With a wimpy praise. Or a weak shout. But it is when it is increased. That your roar goes further. To alarm the enemy. That I'm about to take this territory. I'm about to increase the dominion. In my life. Amen. Remember the lion's roar controls. His surroundings. His environment. And the head of potential. uh, 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 adversity or situations. So when the enemy of the lion would come in and hear his roar, it would divert the enemy. Some people would say that when the the things that was coming toward the lion, when he began to roar, would immediately turn and go away from the lion. Why? Because they knew that if they could hear the roar, the lion wasn't too far away. I want to say to you today that we need to lift up a praise to alarm our enemies that have even thinking about messing with you in 2018. Amen. Messing with your children. Messing with your finances. You need to increase your roar and allow the adversary to know that my praise is just about what my heart is thinking. My praise is about what God has done for me and I know that he's good to his word and begin to praise. Declare his word over your territory. Declare his word over the circumstances of your life and let it roar with authority when sickness is about to touch you. Give a roar and allow the it to flee from your life. When lack is about to come to your finances, release the roar and allow provision to be met in your life. You see when the enemy comes, he, he comes and he says, oh I've got him where I want him. But if you begin to bless him, if you open your mouth and give God a roar, give him a shout of praise it doesn't matter what anybody else has said it matters what the word of the Lord says and the word of the Lord over your life is true and when you'll roar it it'll extend that voice to your enemy and tell him greater is he that is in me than all of the world that has come against me you believe it give him some praise here today In order for your roar, or any roar for that matter, to be effective, it must be respected. When an animal hears the lion's roar, the animal not only respects the roar, but he respects the lion. Amen. I believe this brings us to a very important part. Of truth that we need to grasp for our roar to be expected, respected. It must be based upon the word of God. It must be based upon Jesus Christ. Amen. When we praise the word, we are speaking Jesus. And the enemy fears the word, therefore he fears our praise. Because our praise is not just going to be repetitious. Our praise is not just going to be empty words. But we know the word personally. We know the word for ourselves. We know the word intimately. We know the promise of God. So we're not just saying something in vain words. We're not just describing something that we don't know about or even believe. But we are speaking the word. We're speaking Jesus. Amen. And we're declaring what he says. And when the enemy knows the word of God, how many know he knows the word? The Bible says he knows God. He knows Jesus. He believes and trembles. Amen. So he knows the word. And when we began to praise God and worship him in spirit and in truth. And give God the praise and the glory. We're speaking Jesus. The enemy knows that it's true. He knows that we know it's true. And he's going to arise and he's going to leave. Why? Because he knows the greater one is in us. Amen. The shout, the sound, the roar must be all based upon the word. Genesis 1, we read repeatedly that God said, amen. But what did he speak? He spoke the word. When he speaks, darkness and chaos have no choice. But to respond. There's no struggle. When God releases the word. There's no struggle. In darkness. When he speaks the word. Light is released. Amen. When God spoke to chaos. Order was released. And So today. What our assignment in the earth is this. Is to we are to. To take charge of our dominion, our territory, we're to take charge and how do you do that? you take charge by your praise, your roar you speak the word amen into chaotic situations. what do you do? you don't get on the on there and, and, and get full of drama you speak the word to chaos. When darkness starts invading your life, you don't agree with the darkness. You speak to the darkness. Amen. And that darkness has to obey the voice of God, the word of God, the word, the roar. We have to have a roar inside of us. Amen. Of dominion, of authority. You may say, well, pastor, I'm just not, that's just not my personality. Well, let me just say like this. It may not be your personality, but it's in your DNA. It may not be your personality. Anybody knows me. It's not my personality, but it's in my DNA. It's in me to worship him. It's in me to shout aloud. I can't shout like some people can shout, but nobody else can shout like me. No one else can worship like me. My voice may not carry like other people's voice will carry, but God can hear it coming from my heart. Amen. And the adversary knows that it's true because I believe that it's true. Amen. Amen. The roar, you have to roar over your family. You have to roar over your children, roar over your job, roar over your health, roar over your finances. Just roar the word of God over every circumstance or situation in your life. Amen. And as we release the roar, what did God say he would do? He would watch over his word right and what would he do he would perform it but if i'm not releasing the roar if i'm not releasing the word then there's nothing for him to perform amen so i choose today to roar over my family, my children, my job, my health, my finances. To roar over every circumstance and roar over this valley, this region. Roar over this church. Roar over the kingdom of God. Because God hasn't set us here just to go through the motions. He set us here to release a sound. Release a roar. Amen. That will destroy the works of the enemy. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Everybody happy today? Amen. Amen. Come on, give God a praise right here today. I know it's in us. Anthony, just come and play something for me for a moment. I know it's in us. Sometimes we have to be like Paul. He laid, the Bible said he laid hands on young Timothy and said, stir up the gift of God that is in you. I haven't come to tell you something new today. I've come to stir up what's already in you. Amen. Going into 2018, going into a new year. Year of our Lord. I want to challenge you to stir up the roar inside of you. Practice at home. Amen. Practice at home. Practice going down the road in your car. Practice the roar over your children, over your family, over your health, over your finances. Practice the roar. Allow the word of God to become real to us in 2018. Let the God of the word, let Jesus be revealed in us in 2018. Amen.